Tune into Opportunity. Disrupt Radio. Entrepreneur Her. Business by and for women. Hey there, Mo here, and this is Entrepreneur Her podcast. Business by women, for women. Every day on our show, from 2 to 4 each weekday, you get to hear from women who are dominating the world of business. And this podcast brings another one of my favorite interviews from the show. Now, what do you do when you can't see yourself reflected in the media? For Zara Seidler, it was simple. Do it yourself. At just 22, along with her co-founder, Zara started The Daily Oz. The idea was this. Inform a younger audience about the news of the day in a simple way through social media. Now, The Daily Oz engages over a half of a million young Australians and is showing no signs of slowing down. But she has never forgotten exactly why she began this journey. The Daily Oz is huge, right? I, I've always followed your stuff. And the reason why I follow it is because I feel like there's so many different news outlets out there or uh, news platforms that it's kind of just clickbaity, crappy stuff where yours is just like, every time I read your stuff, I'm like, oh my God, that's what's happening. It's not something where it's like, click on this link to go to this story. It's like, you just give it how it, you just say it how it is, which I really like. I mean, that is music to my ears, that that's what you think of it, because that's what we tried to do. We were so sick of how news was being presented and that you had to click elsewhere or you had to go off platform or it was clickbait or whatever else, or that if you wanted to speak to young people, you had to swear at them or had to include gossip. And so when we started The Daily Oz, it was like, we can actually do this differently. There is no reason why it has to be this way. The media doesn't have to be broken. And so that's what we set out to do. And a couple of years later, it feels like we are actually still doing that and we haven't, you know, sold our souls to the devil yet and that feels really good. You definitely have a soldier soldier devil and you are <laughs> doing that but do you know what else I like? So I like things that everybody can understand right? So I don't mm. like news that are written with words in which people need to Google or don't get. Yeah. I think it's just over complicating it and that's kind of like with this station I like to deep dive into things that everybody understands it and that's why I like your post because anybody can read it and understand what's going on. There's no like big words in it that's accused and confused the shit out of anyone. Yeah, completely. And I mean, like those, you, those words are used to confuse people. Like that is the point. They're trying to exclude certain people from conversations. And so we think that everyone should be able to read the news. Everyone should be able to consume what we're doing. So there's no assumed knowledge. There's none of that bullshit language that is just seeking to make people confused. If there's a referendum coming up, we're going to explain what a referendum is and not just presume that you know what it is because some of us were never taught that. And you know, that's not an issue. We're just here to help people feel empowered to have those conversations and that even if you yourself aren't a news person, whatever that might mean, at least you know that you can have these conversations, feel really good about yourself and know what you're talking about. I think that's so true. So it's news, but it's also educational. And I I feel that because I read that when I read your stuff. When did you start this? And you keep saying we, your co-founder, Sam. (laughs) Yes, very much a team effort. So we, Sam and I started it, I think it's 
coming up to six years ago now. I was freshly 21 or 20 and he was two years older than me and he put out a call on Instagram saying, does anyone want to start this Instagram page with me? It's called The Daily Oz and that was all that existed and I was the only person that responded to him. So we went for coffee um, and we started (laughs) The Daily Oz Yeah, by necessity because no one else was there and we started it then and we did it every single day before and after work and we were both in really demand jobs so we were doing it at like 5am before work started and 9pm after we finished up and then in February of 2021 we took on outside investment and that gave us this financial security to actually quit our full-time jobs start this as a full-time gig and now we've got a team of 16 around us so very much team effort. I reckon COVID would have just been hackers for you with the stuff that you could have written out. It was crazy and I think it was also so important for our growth because for so long people have been able to say, well, politics doesn't matter to me or what politicians are saying, it actually doesn't matter to me. Whereas COVID, they were telling you who you could see, who you couldn't see, where you could go. So yeah. everyone had to care, no matter who you were, where you lived, what you did. And so we just saw this like huge increase in our audience. And because we had no red tape, we had no editors, we had nothing. It was just the two of us at our desks. We could do it really quickly. And I think that that was really fundamental to our growth and it also helped us learn how to properly communicate in a really efficient way and make it digestible when it's so overwhelming. Have you sat in this yet? Have you sat and gone, oh, holy shit, I did this. I played a big part in making this possible. I've been told that I don't celebrate the wins enough. That is something that I've learned about myself during this journey. But I think that there are certain moments that I do. You know, writing a book that was, yep. it's kind of forced us to take stock of everything, but also like smaller moments of, we, it's a really niche example, but we go around every birthday of a staff member and say, what did you learn this year that you didn't know about yourself last year? And we've had a couple of people, several birthdays in a row say, I've learned what it's like to love a job. And for me, like that's actually the bigger pinch me moment than any of the outward facing, you know, mm. big audience and whatever. It's that we've created a place that they want to come to and that they feel like they can tell their stories. So lots of those moments just need to get better at celebrating them, I think. Like I'll look at what you've been able to achieve and your co-founder and I've you've seen photos of your co-founder. You're very young to be doing what you're doing when you think about other people who own or lots of different people own different outlets what you're doing at your age but doing it with so much certainty and not changing who you are which I think is really important and really valuable you haven't changed the way you post or the way it's written I really like that I think it's authentic and you're sticking to your guns yeah I mean I think the one thing that is so certain to us is what our mission is the thing that makes it so easy for us to communicate with our audience is that we are our audience. We're not a bunch of 70-year-old dudes sitting in a boardroom making decisions about how to speak to the youth of Australia. We are trying to actually communicate with our friends, with the people that we hang out with on the weekends, with the people that are in the spaces that we're in. And so... There's been no reason to change the way that we communicate because, you know, I'm 26 and I know what 26-year-olds want because I am one. And so as long as we can continue to hire people that are younger than us and we can build up that next generation, I think we've got a pretty good idea of how to speak to our people and our audience and ensure that we really capture that full experience, not just what my experience is or what Sam, my co-founders is, but really, you know, what 
young people per se are really thinking and feeling at the moment. And that's how you change the game, right? Because I feel like a lot of things need to change for the future generations. And I think when you have people around you that you're able to support and give them a place where they can feel that they can express who they are, rather than working for those older white men who run everything, um, have you had pushback from people like that with what you're doing? I wouldn't say pushback as much as they just don't take us seriously. I think that it's a matter of, well, you're a bunch of kids on TikTok, so good luck. And you know what? To us, that's exactly where we need to be. We don't need them to take us seriously. They're struggling to communicate with young people. We know how to. That's that's it for me. I mean, um, just continue what we're doing. They're talking about you, so you're winning. You know, <laughs> with me, I have the very talented, the very very talented Zara Seidler, who is co-founder of independent media company, The Daily Oz. I'm sure you know who they are. I don't even need to ex- explain that any more than I already have. But not only are you doing that and podcasts and newsletters and YouTube, you've decided, hey, why not do a book? Yeah, just decided we're not busy enough. We may as well just ruin our lives and do a book. Um, so it was, it was a long time coming and it was something that we could pull all together our explainers that are kind of all over the place, all over the internet, all over social media, pull in one place, make people feel like they don't have any silly questions and that we can actually just answer all of them in a really approachable way. And so we have no silly questions. Give me an example of the silly questions you approach in that book. What is parliament? What does it do? Why do I care? Why does politics matter to me? Do you know what? I think that's the thing that we get so often. Like, why does it matter to me? And that's like the first line in the first chapter. And I was so clear on what I wanted to write, which is that not caring about politics is a privilege and that you actually do have to care because if you don't care then you're not doing it right. And we just explained all of it and that that's where your taxpayer money goes and that we hold people to account. We've got a whole chapter on it. That's actually really... They, you should put it in schools. The first time I voted was for the yes vote for gay marriage. It was the first time I voted yeah. because no one ever told me what it actually meant, what I was voting for. I didn't know. I had no, generally no bloody idea why we voted and that what it meant. So I just never did. Yeah. And when the yes vote came, I was like, how do I even do this? So I voted yes, and which means then I was on the books so then I had to vote for the next premier, whatever it was. And I even went to that going, who do I vote for? Because I still don't know what I'm doing. But that's most people's experience. Like you turn 18, you enroll and then you rock up, you have your sausage and you get this huge piece of paper and you're just expected to know how to fill it out when no one's ever told you. And so we literally have a copy of what the pieces of paper actually look like in the book to say like, this is what you will see when you get there. This is how it works. This is how you fill it out. Here's how to make your vote actually count. And what you've just said is so many people's experience and there is no reason why we have to accept that that's the way it should be. Like Mm. you have so much power as an individual and your vote matters so much. So we just want people to have an informed vote. That's all. I'm going to make all my brothers and sisters buy a copy of the book. <laughs> I don't Love even it. know if they've even voted. It just comes down to education and knowledge. And it can mean we can change what's happening in the world. Like what's happening with the environment scares the shit out of me. Where we're going as a planet, as a country, horrifying, scary. But to be able to be educated, to know how to vote, not even who to vote for, but why you should vote is yeah. really bloody important. So definitely put that book in schools. Yeah. And I mean, what you just said is so spot on. We're not trying to tell people how to vote. We're not trying to tell you what to think. We're just trying to tell you to think about it and how to think about it. 
and what you just said about the environment. Like we have a whole chapter on climate and this was a really sticky one because it is a political issue. So we were like, how do we just define things and how do we just make everything as clear and as scientific as possible? And I got to the end of writing the chapter and I was like, this is so depressing. Mm. So I called up a friend who is very involved in the climate action kind of group in Australia and she gave us a bright side to end with, like something really uplifting, really optimistic, because so often people will say they don't care about politics or about news because it's too depressing, which is totally valid. It's really dark. So how can we actually also then show what to be optimistic about and what where there is actually hope in the news and in politics? Zara Seidler there, the founder of The Daily Oz. She is as successful as an entrepreneur gets with an inspiring mission to inform as many young Australians as possible about what really matters. If you want to hear more about women who are killing it in the business world, you can catch our show live every day, 2 to 4, on DAB Plus or online at disrupt.radio. And remember to follow Entrepreneur Her on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Entrepreneur Her. Business by and for women.